Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Darren Shade on the line. Darren, how are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you here. We're going to talk about meetings. Everybody loves those. Uh, but no, it, 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 the organization that you're part of and, and the work that you do you know, addresses you know, the, the meeting uh, genre, per se, and some interesting takes on it and observations. So why don't you share with the audience a little bit about you, and then we'll dive in. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, yeah, I'm Darren. I'm one of the two co-founders of Hugo. Um, Hugo is one place for meetings, notes, and tasks. So we centralize teams' meeting insights, um, provide a place for everyone to prepare for their meetings, take notes in their meetings, um, capture all the actions, and sync with the rest of their software stack. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm typically based in San Francisco, originally from Australia. That's my accent. Um, and uh, we care a lot about meetings and, and what this new world looks like for teams. I totally thought your accent was from Alabama, but that, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but no, no, it's, it, it, it's you know, the, your product definitely makes a lot of sense as we navigate into, well, obviously during this pandemic world, you know, where so many of us have been sent home. And we all weren't working in one location or a handful of locations. We were working in dozens or hundreds of locations. And having a tool that is unified in such a way where everybody can have the same flavor, basically, of things, I think makes a big, big difference in streamlining the administrative side of things, which tends to be what creates a lot of bottlenecks and, and slows things down. Absolutely. Uh, I think I think that's right. And uh, the interesting thing about meetings specifically is that even if you look back pre-pandemic, just a few years, so much has changed about the way we work, right? Teams were already heading remote and distributed. Um, we've had the explosion of software tools and so many different places for information, but meetings were much the same. Yes, we've now got Zoom and a few ways to meet via video, but if I'm if, if if I'm not in the room or if I'm not on the call, I've got no idea what's happening. I'm still I'm still needed to be in you know tens of hours of meetings every week to to be in the know and to be connected and to capture actions and and and, and prioritize work. Um, and it just doesn't make any sense to us how little innovation had been with meetings. We're still meeting the same way we were decades ago. Um, it's still the same hour meeting, the same sort of agenda. This conversation goes the same way. We're sharing information the same way. Notwithstanding, the workplace looked completely different even pre-COVID. Um, so that for us was a key driver to, to look at how we can improve the efficiency of meetings. Well, one thing that I've seen in many of the meetings that I've been a part of uh, has been you know, the agenda hasn't been either existent or really not stuck to. It, it's turned into a complaint session or just everything under the sun, which there are, you know, gatherings where that makes a lot of sense. And you say, okay, this is going to be a, we'll use brainstorming session or just we're going to throw everything at the wall and see what happens type of meeting, which is Great, you know, as long as everybody knows what kind of meeting it is, so they come prepared for it. Where you know, oftentimes, like, okay, here's the meeting. What's it going to be? And 
there's no agenda. No one knows what's going on. And next thing you know, it's like it loses steam. Everyone's half checked out when they show up because they have no idea why the meeting's even been held. It's like, what's the meeting about? I don't know. And then everybody at that point, everybody is half checked out and, you know, they're thinking about, you know, the work they're, they're not being able to get done right now because they're being pulled away to yet another meeting. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure everyone's nodding away there. My, my pet peeve with that is even when you do have good practice around preparing for meetings and setting agendas, um, are the meetings that don't need to be meetings. I mean, I, 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 we firmly believe that meetings are for debate, discussion, and decision-making, not just for updates. You know, half the time you find that for you, your meeting consists of everyone just sharing what's happening, where they're at, what they're up to. That can happen outside the meeting room. If, it's, if there's not going to be any debate, discussion, or decision-making, you don't need a meeting. Um, so that's uh, definitely definitely a pet peeve of mine as well, on, on top of actually not setting agendas. Yeah, we've all earned that participation award of, you know, this this should have been an email, you know, instead exactly. of a meeting. And that's the thing. Here's the update. Here's what's going on and have everybody else do it. And again, even utilizing a tool like your system, people could do that in a way that it's a, a standardization too. And I think that's one of the big things because so I'll just send an email. Well, you've got this person that is very cryptic in their emails and they'll use maybe a third of the words that they need to in order for us to be able to decipher what they're talking about. And then you've got somebody that is going after their PhD and they send you a uh, dissertation of everything they've done, including the barometric pressure outside at that particular moment of time. <laughs> so you're, you're like looking through it going, where's what my need? And that's again, where I think, you know, a system like what you have at Hugo is, is so good because Again, it, it has everything there. Instead of like, okay, I got to load this, I got to log into this, I got to connect to this. You go into the ecosphere and like, here I am. It's as if you're yeah. walking into a meeting room. And if you go into a meeting room, you're going to have everything you need typically <laughs> when you're in that meeting. Well, in this type of situation, whether you're in the office or working somewhere else, everything is accessible. It's all there. It make It makes for a successful meeting for one. And I would think that it would also make for a reduction in the confusion of, okay, what do we need to do next? Um, Cause it draw it, 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 it's, it's almost like a concierge. It's like, okay, come on, we're going to lead you to where you need to go, uh, which is desperately needed. I know so many <laughs> organizations that, you know, fumble around with, with their meetings and conversations and, you know, using an old phrase, broken telephone, where, you know, you, by the time it gets to you, it's like half the details are long gone or completely different. And you're like, wait a minute, that's not the ingredients for this. Uh, so hopefully they catch it. Exactly. So, uh, you know, we'll put- so, you know, since the pandemic has started, what are some observations that you've seen uh, with, with your product and, and, and work in general uh, where you know, maybe there, is there some, some surprises or maybe you know, some things where you're like, wow, you know, the design that we came up with really works well in this environment, although most people that designed anything a few years ago weren't thinking about a pandemic. So I'm always interested to see. It's like, wow, it's like you have this product that works really well in this type of situation. Uh, so you know, what yeah. are some things that you've discovered over the last couple of years? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things. So firstly, um, 
in general, um, it's been a, a, obviously a very strong, you know, year and a half of growth for Hugo. Um, and, and that's because what I think the pandemic's done is it's accelerated work trends that were already happening. So the shift to remote or hybrid in many cases, distributed teams, they were, that was a, a train that had already left the station. And, um, what the pandemic did was force that to, to accelerate. Um, that led people and teams to look for, um, collaborative so- solutions to work better, um, and, and meet Meetings obviously being a key pain point there. Um, Hugo has been adopted by many thousands of teams um, since, since then. Um, I think what's surprising is I remember when the pandemic hit, I thought, okay, we've got this, we've got this on our hands now. We can't meet in person. Um, so all we've got now is the ability to meet online. Um, we're going to see a dramatic reduction in the number of meetings because if I had, you know, 30 meetings a week or 20 meetings a week and half of them um, were in person and I can't do them anymore, now I'm going to have 10 meetings a week or maybe 12 meetings a week. The opposite happened. If I had 20 meetings a week, when COVID hit, I actually ended up with 30 meetings and that really blew our minds. Why are we meeting more when we can't meet in person? And um, the, the data, I remember looking at it really soon after Everyone sort of got locked down and I ended up actually wrote an article for courts about it. We, well, what we saw was that people were replacing in-person interactions with meetings. So when I could just, you know, swing by your desk or while we're walking, say, hey, Michael, I had this idea. What do you think about this? Or I want to chat to you about that. That was now a meeting on your calendar. And that's really not a good behavior, right? Um, here we are booking up people's time, demanding time from their calendar to have conversations that just happened organically um, in the office before. And, and, and we saw that huge spike in internal meetings. Typically, you know, for our product, it's sort of like half internal, half external meetings. We saw a dramatic swing towards internal meetings being far greater. And then when we anonymously agri- uh, analyze the data, we're seeing words like, sync, catch up, share, update, these sorts of uh, meeting names. And they, of course, shouldn't be meetings. There's many other ways to do that. For one, just call your teammate. You know, we don't need a scheduled time in their calendar to share something. So that that was one. Um, I think it's normalized a little bit, definitely not at pre-pandemic levels, but meeting volume has definitely de- de- definitely um, re- reduced a bit. And I think that's a bit of a, I don't want to say warning, but, but something to be aware of. Um, which is the, the tension to um, want to schedule more meetings um, when, when we can't be together. And there's many other ways to collaborate to achieve that. Yeah, there's all the collaboration tools and doing something really strange of picking up the phone and calling somebody. <laughs> I know that, that's, that probably dates me a bit saying, what? You <laughs> oh, that, that, that icon on my, on my iPhone. Yeah. Okay. What, what's that thing do? It's like, you can make phone calls. Oh, like at my grandma's house. Yeah. Like that. But, <laughs> uh, but it, it's most people, you know, text message or something like that, where yeah, a quick question is literally that. And you schedule, you don't have to schedule something or even if you do like emails, you can schedule emails. So you're not emailing all day, all night kind of thing, which I tell people to do. So you're not mm-hmm. um, bombarding people at all hours, especially, you know, in like in your situation where you know you're working with your team you're in australia you know your team's in san fran so slight time difference there uh so you know literally you, you coordinate that and you know all the nuances with that and, but i think again everyone you know and i think it's partly the uncomfortableness of i can't physically see you so we got to have a meeting on this you know five minute conversation Part of it too, I'm sure in some cases, definitely not all, but in some, 
they use that as just an excuse to interact and because we lost mm-hmm. that interaction component of it. Uh, so it's like, okay, let's hop on a Zoom call or other, you know, mechanism or, you know, Hugo situation, whatever the case may be, and and say, okay, let's 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 chat about this and let's let's block off time. And I've actually I've done that with you know a colleague of mine. It's like, all right, well let's let's schedule this chat. We were gonna talk about, you know, a business thing for literally a two minute, which could have been an email, but I did it intentionally mm-hmm. in my situation because like, now let's catch up. And it was yeah. more of a, just a catch up type of, you know, how you doing? You know, have you been able to get back home? You know, what, what's going on with the family? How are things going on? And it was more like a, you know, a lunch type of thing or a coffee meeting when, you know, it was mm-hmm. against the law to go meet somebody in person type <laughs> of deal, um, which, you know, boggles my mind, but it still happened. But at the end of the day, um, here we are. But I, I think, again, and we, we've talked about this a little bit, the warning sign, I love how you mentioned that, because as we are navigating through these new ways to work, um, sometimes we bring our old tool bags with us, you know, and even with how we or how or when we work, you know, the hours that we work. So many businesses are still utilizing the old Henry Ford assembly line, nine to five type of five days a week kind of thing, which may no longer be necessary. And quite frankly, hasn't really been the best system in the first place for a lot of types of businesses. So with, with all of these things that are going on, I'm guessing your your tool is going to be a great way to be able to navigate through whatever that looks like in in such a way where, okay, this person is working different blocks of time because of whatever you know. They may be mm-hmm. they're, they're a caregiver, so they they're working these blocks, which is completely different from yours. But they can mm-hmm. still go into the system, catch the meeting notes, catch if it was recorded. Hey, okay, let's watch the session, and I. So they actually attended the meeting, even though they weren't there when it happened live. They can still watch that stuff. Get They'll say, okay, for John, I know you're not here, but this. Well, even to the point where they don't even have to say that anymore. They're just going to say, okay, for John, this is what you're going to be able to do. If there's any questions, you know, leave a message in, in the chat area or whatever section area you have in there for follow-up discussion and whatnot. Again, I, I see so many possibilities with this, which mm-hmm. then gives the freedom for people to work when they want, where they want, and how they want. Yeah. 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 What you're talking about, I think, is a really interesting trend um, in in collaboration. We refer to it as asynchronous collaboration. So historically, to collaborate with someone, you have to do it synchronously at the same time, in the same meeting, on the same call. Um, it, that's another thing that I think the pandemic's accelerated, where one, time zones are in play, but also um, people's lives. Uh, you know, people are now learning when they're working from home all the time, when they're most productive, when they need to put time aside for their family, um, when when they want to work, essentially. And what we're able to do with new ways of working, with, you know, working asynchronously and collaborating asynchronously, we can do that on our schedule. So, obviously, Hugo, um, our product enables that. Um, I don't have to attend the meeting at the same time. I can catch the notes. I can comment. I can, uh, you know, review what happened and, and then what the actions are, even 
without being there at that time. Um, and there's many other great products out there. We use video very heavily. So instead of um, scheduling a meeting to check in or catch up or share information, I can record a quick video and send that to you. And you can review that on your schedule and um, you can send me a video back to review on mine and we can collaborate um, with the same bandwidth, the same high quality conversation, but asynchronously when it works for each of us. So I think what you're referring to then is, is absolutely a, an important trend in collaboration, again, enabled by the pandemic. It's such, again, it's reinventing work um, and, and making it, and I love the example you gave, gives that opportunity for people to work at their hours, like you said, where they're most productive. I know people that in a nine to five window, you know, there might be a couple hours that they are productive. Yeah. But for some reason, from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. at night, you know, they can move mountains but they're not working at that time and they've got that energy and they're not able to use it. Cause they're like, what am I going to work on? And so what happens is, okay, well, I'm still going to do the work, although I can't collaborate with anybody. So I'm going to do all the work anyway. Next thing you know, they were in at nine and they're working until 11. Um, that's not good. That's not good for harmony of your life or doing other things. So allowing these organizations to utilize technology such as yours to be able to allow people to work when it makes sense for them, still collaborate with team meets and get everything done that they need to get done. Um, you're going to have better products and services and better and happier employees, which is going to reduce turnover, Sorry. which is going to, you know, your team will gel better. And all of a sudden, you'll start to shine. We see it in pro sports. You know, when a team has been playing together for a while, all of a sudden they start learning how each other moves and where to be, and all that doesn't matter what, whether it's football or hockey or any other sport, they know where everybody is because they've been able to play with each other for a bit. Same thing in a work environment when everybody can work together for a bit and they they can work in their sweet spot. That's when magic happens. And when I see that and they use, you know, technology, you know, what Hugo does, you know, I see that and I go, oh, wow, that's when they're going to be able to be innovative. That's when they're going to be able to come up with the next best product that that organization makes, which blows us out of the water. We're like, wow, how did we live without this thing? Well, mm -hmm. if, they, if they don't have the opportunity to collaborate and dream and do the things because they're all working in a much healthier space, we're going to lose out on those opportunities. So again, I, I see your tool being, you know, amazingly successful for years to come as people relearn work and, and yeah. how to work and have their teams. So, and I, and I'm watching because, you know, the, the work that I do with people and teams that are burning out, you know, a big component of it is, is the hours that they're putting in and what they're required to do even though it's not really necessary in many instances for that person to work at that time, if they would be open to the, the different ways of working. And the organizations that are doing well are the ones that are being a lot more flexible and the ones that are being very rigid and sticking to the, in my opinion, antiquated way of working in many instances. Not everybody, of course. If you work on an assembly line, kind of hard to do that from home. I get mm -hmm. it. But <laughs> if you are in an office situation and you collaborate with people, and but not everybody is in the same location and you're across different time zones, it's already there. 
So right. I, I highly implore people. So what's the big takeaway you think um, from this pandemic? What do you think will be the, the thing that, that is for the longest time been an exception that will be a norm, let's say in the next you know, three to five years? Yeah, I think the, um, the, the push to remote and, and hybrid wherever that lands will, will be the norm. It's no longer a perk or a point of difference to allow your team to work from home or encourage your team to work from home. Um, and, and that asynchronous collaboration trend we spoke about, I think that's the, that's the new norm where we don't need to um, co- always collaborate on, uh, at the same time. Um, and what that's going to allow people to do is to work when they're most productive, to better ba- balance home and family and everything else going on in their lives and, and do their best work on their schedule, um, but without any loss in the quality of collaboration um, that teams are, are well used to. I'm looking forward to seeing how all that plays out and for for humanity and for organizations like yours uh, I, I hope that more and more companies will adapt it and and use it uh, as a way to make work better for everybody involved so Darren I've loved this conversation where can people find out more about nice. you and this amazing product and the work you do yeah check out hugo.team so h-u-g-o dot t-e-a-m and you can sign up free and, and, and try out what better meetings looks like for your organization I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Darren, thank you again for your time today. Really appreciate you and uh, congratulations on all this success. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.